This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. These next three players, they're they're incoming rookies. They're hoping uh, that they can achieve these heights. Of that, we shall see. I want to start in Green Bay. Let's talk about Jaden Reed. He played 100% of the snaps in 11 personnel with the starters. And and I think that's important to note. Matt, I, I want to go back to what you said earlier this offseason where you said Jaden Reed has a possibility uh, to be, uh, you know, one of the top target earners. I think you might have even said he was he could be the top target earner in this Green Bay offense. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Do you still feel that way after watching, you know, a preseason game's worth of snaps with Jaden Reed? I think it's probably not going to be this year just because he's a rookie, but I think in time, him and Christian Watson could be like closer than people imagine. Um, and I like Watson, obviously, in the role that he's in. We've talked about Watson on the podcast before. But I think yeah. when you look at Jaden Reed, like he's he could be the more consistent player, uh, like the more steadier guy. You know, he's he's certainly a better route runner. He was a better collegiate route runner than than Christian Watson was, even mm. as a rookie. Seventy point three percent success rate versus man for Jaden Reed. He had one of the best, uh, if not the best, success rate versus press coverage among the guys charted last year for for the draft class. Just a good player. I think he can line up everywhere. And that's, I think, going to be the key for Jaden Reed to for his year one role is in the preseason, we already know he's the starting slot receiver. So he's going to be right. the the third target here. I, I think he probably has to get into two receiver sets uh, to, to really be like a consistent factor from a production standpoint as a rookie. Um, I Look, I like Romeo Dobbs is fine. I like the fact that he's a day three guy that rose up the ranks, but he's not a separator. He's not a consistent player. Um, just wasn't really at any point. Uh, last year now he certainly got worse uh, when he was dealing like coming back from a a high ankle sprain I think it was so that is a piece of context to note here but I just think when you look at Dobbs like or Romeo Dobbs like he's not a guy you're going to throw a ton of targets to so I think Jaden Reed has a chance to still be even this year the second most targeted player on the team because when they go to 11 personnel Reed is going to be in the slot He, he can also play flanker so if you like want to have Christian Watson uh move into the slot you know and run those like vertical routes from the slot. You could have that happen. Like there's a lot of versatility there, but I just think for right now, like look, look at the, look at the depth chart that green Bay like has right now. These guys that left the team, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, like all of the guys who are mostly slot players for this team aren't on the roster anymore. So Mm Jaden Reed, I wasn't surprised by seeing his work in the preseason because that is a clear role that needs to be filled. And I think he's the best candidate for it. Uh, 11 personnel for Green Bay, 68.3%. That's tied for the 10th most uh, in the NFL when we're talking about 11 personnel percentage. Okay, so yeah, Green Bay is going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets out there, I would assume. Uh, And you're thinking that it's probably going to be Romeo Dobbs, who, by the way, has gotten a lot of good press clippings 
uh, in the preseason too. There's been some reports of good chemistry, I guess, with Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs. We'll see if that translates into the regular season. Christian Watson, obviously, a lot of folks are expecting big things. I just drafted him in our dynasty league, as a matter of fact. Uh, staying very much on brand, big X receiver with a lot of speed, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's Jaden Reed, who's who's again, as as Matt mentioned, likely to play inside. Hey, I want to talk about that alignment a little bit, though. OK, so um, so on this particular team with the way it's going in, in his rookie campaign, he's expected to line in line up inside a lot. Um, it, it begs the question, can Romeo Dobbs do anything as an inside wide receiver or from what you've seen last year, were you pretty much like, nah, this guy's got to be an outside flanker and that's pretty much it. It's <sighs> a good, it's a good question because I think there are times where Romeo Dobbs shows you from like a vertical standpoint that he could be an interesting player. Like his post route success rate's really high. His corner route success rate is really nice. It's not going to burn you deep, like running by no. you on a, on a go route. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he could run some of those routes from the inside as well. Uh, and he was kind of like, he was off the line for 39.3% of his snaps. He was on the line for 60.7% of his snaps as a rookie. I'm I'd be curious to know, like in, in practice, is it is it mostly Christian Watson as that X receiver because of how he can stress out the defense vertically? They started using him more as an X uh, in in sort of the back half of the year when Christian Watson really started to get going. So right. I, think the, I think the roles for all four of these guys or all, excuse me, all three of these guys might interchange a little bit like they might move these guys around, um, have them all play three different positions, because I think. Reed is not purely a slot receiver. Reed is is a guy that could play outside. He was, like I said, 87th percentile among prospects in success rate versus press. He could do that. So Romeo Dobbs, though, I, I do think his best stuff is going to be um, from a vertical standpoint, like deep outs. He was pretty good as well. But just his ability to beat press and man coverage is, is not very good. Like consistently, fifth percentile success rate versus uh, man, ninth percentile success rate versus press. That's not really what you want, which is why I don't think no. he could really be like a long-term X receiver. And he is still like – people get on Christian Watson for being like a journey at the at the catch point. I uh-huh. mean, buddy, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs was a, was a roller coaster <laughs> himself. I, I understand why Rodgers is getting like frustrated last year. 15.6% drop rate for Romeo Dobbs, 58.3% contested catch rate. And like he would have Whoa. these great contested catch moments, and then he'd be sort of kind of average at other times. So I think he's still de- like, again, I don't think he's got a high ceiling, but he's a day three draft pick and he's and he's right. getting starting reps. Like that's kind of a win for the Packers. Uh, to be 100% fair, I, I thought Romeo Dobbs, um, had a few good moments. I think his probably his highlight was that game against Tampa Bay. But if you go back and look at, at how we accumulated all the catches and yards, it all came in the first half. So really we're talking about a guy who who's really shown limited flashes um, uh, of just being able to get open, being able to, you know, run after the catch, all these kind of things. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Romeo Dobbs to me looks like very much like a, I, one of these like Darius Slayton types, you know, like, hey, listen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's I'd, a love, good I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him on my team, you know, just as a as a professional wide receiver. Uh, but, you know, if you're bu- building your offense around this guy as a, as a first or second, up, probably not the best call. Uh, so we'll yeah. see if Jaden Reed can step into that uh, number one or number two role. Uh, for Green Bay, we shall see. Uh, in his first preseason action, two catches for 20. One was a little five-yard pop gun pass. Who cares about that one? But I will say this, though. If you go back and look, that little slant over route that he ran, and then he high-pointed the catch for 15, that was nice. 
that was, was beautiful. Nice. That looked really, really good. Uh, and it's worth looking back at um, if you guys go look at those highlights. Um, so there you go. Um, Minnesota played Seattle. Hey, one, so, sorry, one last yeah, one ahead. last thing on, on the Packers, too. It's worth noting that like Luke Musgrave took every snap with the starters. He's a rookie, too. This is... It's crazy how young this I know. Uh, this offense is. It's insane. Christian Watson, second year player. Romeo Dobbs, second year player. Uh, you know they've got two rookies here, and Jaden Reed, and uh, and 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 obviously Luke Musgrave. It's like Jordan Love, who's barely played at all, uh, and then just Aaron Jones, and I mean even AJ Dillon was only drafted like what in twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. it's just like Aaron Jones and a bunch of a bunch of like the youth football team, basically. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be very young offense, man. Uh, we shall see uh, what uh, Lafleur can uh, cook up for these guys. I, I don't know. Um, all right, so Seattle plays Minnesota in their first preseason game. Uh, it gave us a good opportunity to take a look at these uh, two rookie wide receivers in JSN and Jordan Addison. Um, what were your some of your I guess initial takeaways with JSN? Um, he played a lot in the in the slot, which is to be expected, uh, I think, given the makeup of that team. Um, and Matt, I'll just say this: when I'm going through and I'm watching this guy play, I don't know. I I thought he looked a lot better in versus zone than man, which is strange because it's literally the exact opposite of what you charted from him in college. When you said, "Okay, this is a guy JSN that can beat man coverage at a pretty high rate." Yeah, I still think, I mean, my one preseason game wouldn't change my opinion about that. I definitely of course, think he could still of beat man coverage. But, um, I mean, his success rate versus zone was still pretty good. It was the highest in the class at 81.4% for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I, I just think, like, seeing him in preseason and just kind of seeing him in that slot receiver role, it's just, like, it's so perfect for him, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this offense is just, like, I've just because I've talked so much about Tyler Lockett recently, you know, because his profile just went up and it's just like, yeah. uh, you know, these these goofballs are still drafting him as like wide receiver 30 out there in fantasy. Um, <laughs> I just okay. don't want to lose sight of the fact that, you know, Jackson Smith yeah. and Jigba is so good and so perfectly fit for this offense to play in this specific role. So just seeing him out there, you know, it, was, wasn't, it wasn't a ton. It wasn't a ton of exciting stuff, but – uh, man, no. I, I really think he he's you know just three catches, twenty five yards or whatever. But right, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna have an important role for this team. That's the thing here. I think Gino wants to take deep shots, and and they put a lot on Gino's plate last year. Like mm-hmm. they didn't use a ton of like gimmicky stuff to get that production from Gino. But having this guy in JSN who can just eat against zone coverage in the middle of the field, that is pretty. It's pretty exciting for uh, for JSN there. Yeah, and and again, he has to be great against zone if you're going to line up inside. That's primarily where you want your you know slot receivers to kind of sort of, you know, uh, eat up yardage, right? So that's good uh, that he looked great against zone. So that's good. Um, he ran seven routes, four targets, three receptions, twenty five yards, as Matt noted. All right, on the opposite side, there was Jordan Addison. I thought he looked really good in limited action. To be honest with you, there was lots of separation. Um, on some of the routes that he ran, he ran two short passes, uh, two deepish type plays. He had a really nice catch for 22 yards, beat zone coverage, a nice little diving catch uh, to pick up 22. But what were your thoughts there on Jordan Addison uh, from Minnesota? Yeah, and he had the um, you know toe tap should have been a catch sideline thing. Uh, where yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Know. I, that was definitely a catch. At least um, I thought so. <laughs> but same. Y- you know, I, he's. 
he is just in such a great position to produce this year. Um, you know, the more I've really thought about that offense and the more you really think about Kirk Cousins' se- season last year, and some mm-hmm. of this, I'll admit, some maybe some of this is watching the quarterback show and you know on Netflix and, <laughs> and, and kind of seeing Kirk there. But the one yeah. thing that show from a football angle that, that you really do get like perspective on is Kirk Cousins was getting the shit beat out of him last year. You know, like Ooh. he was getting he was oh, yeah. getting <laughs> he was getting crushed, man. And you know, I know like from an efficiency standpoint, it wasn't Kirk's best season, right? Like from a touchdown rate or yards per attempt or anything like that. But I would argue that what the Vikings put on Kirk Cousins last year, like what Kevin O'Connell put on his plate, what Kevin Connell coaxed out of Kirk Cousins, like stand in there, take a hit, take a shot and like push the ball downfield to the best receiver on planet earth, you know, in Justin Jefferson, like, and we don't care if he's double covered. We don't care if it's a contested catch, push the ball vertically. And we're not, we're going to ask you to do that. And like, you know, when Kevin O'Connell gets hired by the Vikings, people think like, Oh, he's going to run that Jared Goff, you know, uh, more play action. like, let's keep Kirk in the box and, and, you know, let's kind of do the boot action stuff and run the ball a lot with Dalvin cook. That's what we're going to do. But really, they didn't run like the Jared Goff Rams offense. They ran kind of like the Matthew Stafford twenty twenty one Rams offense. It's like let's get let's get in uh, let's get in eleven personnel. Let's spread the field. Let's get in shotgun and like let's throw the ball all over the yard and put a lot on the quarterback. And I think Kirk is kind of coming off like potentially his best season in the NFL. And so now you've got I say all that to say, Kirk was doing that last year with a guy in Adam Thielen who I think isn't totally dust, but is certainly. Um, a declining player, right? As the yeah. number two receiver, you have to feed a bunch of targets to your tight end, probably more than you really want to. In TJ Hawkinson, you have Justin Jefferson who gets a ton of extra defensive attention. You know, your number three receiver in KJ Osborne's like kind of a flashy, but a little bit of a sloppy player, not a consistent guy. Now mm-hmm. you put this like ultra refined prospect uh, as your flanker over there in Jordan Addison. And I mean, what a great role for Jordan Addison too, because he struggles with like, tight coverage on the outside uh you know he struggles with kind of like getting over the top of guys but those right. routes that you saw him running preseason you know he's working the middle when he's working out routes and, and and comebacks and stuff like that that's perfect for him i just think he's in such a great position and he's going to be one of these additions i think that really really matters from getting the vikings to being this okay this fluky team that people uh-huh. want to call them or whatever to like a very good offense all right. Well, there you go. Jordan Addison, by the way. I mean, you talk about these rookie wide receivers. Uh, his role, it's not just clear, but just the just his involvement in this offense is clear, right? Like, as you mentioned, he's going to be this, you know, flanker guy. He can line up a little bit inside, too. And, man, uh, Jordan Addison, t- tell me, how does he not see 100 targets in this offense? I mean, there's nobody else. <laughs> it's Justin Jefferson and no one else. Like, who else is going to see? I mean, the tight end, of course, is going to see a bunch of stuff. But, I mean, like, come on, like, from a wide receiver position, like, this guy's going to be flirting with 100 targets as a rookie. That's pretty good. I, I think you could get him up to, like, 110, uh, 120-ish maybe, if they throw the ball at the rate that they did last year. And, again, I think they put a lot on Kirk's plate. They're just a they're a funny team because you know they didn't extend Kirk's contract. By the way, Cousins is going to cash in again, man. Amazing. He's an unrestricted. He's an uh, unrestricted amazing. free agent. 
at the <laughs> at the end of the year, they're not allowed to franchise tag him per per like his contract, so they can't even franchise tag him. And it's incredible. Not man. only like if it's Minnesota's incredible. good, I think they might think about bringing him back, even though it might be kind of time. Like, all right, we need a younger guy. You know, he's like thirty five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If Brock Purdy doesn't work out in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, you know he's going to be ready and willing to throw the bag at him. Like if Matthew Stafford retires at the end of the year, is Sean McVay going to throw the bag at him? Like all these guys who run that system all are everywhere in the NFL. So anyways, Kirk's going to get paid almost like regardless of what kind of year he has. Crazy, crazy. I think think they're going to throw the ball a lot, and I think Jordan Addison is going to run a ton. I mean, Jordan Adam Thielen last year ran the second most routes in the NFL, second only to Justin Jefferson, his teammate. Uh, because not only do they <laughs> did they throw the ball a lot and they ran a lot of routes, uh, yeah. they, you know they were in some overtime games and like late late. That's a little inflated because they were in those close like one score games, right, where they're having to throw the ball right. late in the year. They did win a lot of those games, which I do think is credit. It's some luck, but it's also credit to the quarterback. Um, but it, just like they don't, like you said, they don't have a lot of depth, right? No. They're not going to throw all these other guys out there. It's going to be a ton of Justin Jefferson, a ton of Jordan Addison now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. I think Addison might um, might surprise. Uh, he's going pretty late in drafts too, so I, I just figure you know he he's a guy that I don't know in terms of rookie wide receivers, he should be the first guy off the board when you're talking about just redraft fantasy. Jordan Addison. So there you go. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right, so the website, receptionperception.com, uh, we just talked about Tyree Kill hitting the site. We're actually going to get a Matt Stafford quarterback profile hitting the site relatively soon here, either today or tomorrow. Uh, we're also going to see Derek Carr's quarterback profile hit the site very, very soon, either today or tomorrow. But Matt Harmon is also going to be pl- publishing 10 wide receivers ranked above consensus. That's coming out on Thursday. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it should be out. But Matt, can you give us a little spoiler via the podcast? Um, you, you, you've teased me here. You said there's a guy on here that I will not believe is on here, but you've got two guys uh, in terms of Drake London and Elijah Moore that you're, you know, you, that you've got ranked ahead of consensus. I'm 100% with you on those two guys. Yeah, this is an article I write for the site every year. You know, last year, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was featured in the article. Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. was featured in the article. Christian Kirk was featured in the article. Um, Chris Olave was featured in the article. Never mind that Allen Robinson was the first one on the list. <laughs> Never, it, just scroll past that <laughs> and then just focus on the other names I just told you. So um, Jahan Dotson yeah. on, the, on the list as well. Uh, so, right. you know, let's focus on those names, right? But uh, anyways, this, so this year I've got a good one. A lot of like guys you won't be surprised to see necessarily because you're there are players you know that I like and I think are mm-hmm. are in situations that can um you know they can they can produce ahead of expectations but right. yeah Drake London I feel like he, he's I've almost kind of just like forgotten not forgotten about Drake London you know what I mean but like just a player that I think we haven't talked about enough recently because no. um we focused on other players but you know going back and looking at Drake London's season last year first through reception perception just so good. I mean, plays the big X receiver role in this offense. You know, he didn't do a lot of slot stuff. Didn't do a lot of, 
gadgety stuff. He's just a big throwback X receiver. 72.3% success rate versus man. That checks that threshold that we like to see. 81.5% success rate versus zone. Checks that threshold we like to see. Was really good against press coverage. Great ability to get off the line. Smooth footwork. Very impressive. Um, and I think the routes that are really important here for Drake London, 80% success rate on digs, 88.2% success rate on posts. Those are going to be crucial because those are the the routes that like A.J. Brown was a huge target on play action throws in Arthur Smith's offense in Tennessee. And like last year, I know they led, they had this prehistoric, like, you know, pass attempt, whatever <laughs> they, they, they were playing. Not only were they playing with a scrambling quarterback, they're playing with a quarterback in Desmond or in, in Marcus Mariota, who takes a ton of sacks too. Yeah, like I think yeah, yeah. Ritter in his four games last year in his college uh, tape, he's a guy that's not going to do a lot of that stuff. He's going to at least get the ball out. He's maybe, maybe not the most accurate guy, but he'll like mm-hmm. Tannehill will sit there in the pocket and like launch that thing, which is, it's a fit yeah. for, uh, for Drake London being on the other end of those play action throws. Like last year, uh, James, I, again, s- slow paced offense that threw the ball a lot. But Drake London still was top four in targets per route run and target share within his own offense. I see no reason why that should not continue when we're talking about, okay, Kyle Pitts is there. Kyle Pitts can take a step for sure. But then yeah. it's like, it's Mac Hollins. It's Scotty mm-hmm. Miller. They'll throw to Bijan Robinson a little bit, but like Bijan's not going to get more than, you know, maybe a 10, 11% target share, something like that. There's still right. so much room for Drake London to be the guy here. And if they throw the ball at the rate that I think they throw the ball, which is only maybe like 28 to 30 pass attempts per game, yeah. I, I'm not asking for much here. You can still easily get Drake London to like 115, 120 targets, which I think is enough to outkick his ADP. And, and look, again, this is really it's a bet on talent here because I think Drake London is that ascending alpha receiver. I mean, they got nobody uh, in the wide receiver room. Matt Collins, Scott Miller, Scotty Miller are your Drake London are your three start quote unquote starters. Kaderil Hodge. They've got, uh, they've got players. I mean, JJ Arcega Whiteside Is he going to make the roster, bro? Like really? Probably not. Isn't he? Didn't he get converted to tight end by the Seahawks I, last maybe, year? Maybe. I don't even know. Penny. Who is Penny Hart? Josh Ali, I, they've got no one. They have no one <laughs> as a wide receiver. It's unreal um, what they're doing here with Atlanta, man. That's just, that is insane. I smile because I look on four for four. Uh, by the way, they've got a great ADP um, tool if you want to go check them out on four for four.com. Um, but I, I smile because I, I look at the, the the major players in the game. We're talking CBS, ESPN, NFL.com, and Yahoo. And then when I go look up Drake London, I'm going to go look up his ADP, Drake London. Uh, ESPN, CBS have him in the mid to late 70s selection. Okay, NFL's got him 67. Yahoo's got him 50. Jeez, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. Yeah, I was who's talking got him to, fifty? I wonder what, what's going on there. Oh, hmm, interesting. I, I was I was talking to Dalton Del Don about this because he's a big Brandon Ayuk guy too, and it's like you if you okay. do the same. I'm looking at the, I have the same tool pulled up here. Four, oh, four for God. four does a great job with this. You look at like yeah. Brandon Ayuk's consensus ADP: seventy sixth yep. overall at CBS, seventy fourth at ESPN, uh, yep. seventy or eighty five, eighty five and then yeah, sixty second on on Yahoo. I I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine why that why that might be. I, who oh who's just to blame for that? Oh my god! You go one down, bro. Go to Tyler Lockett. This is great. I love this. 
CBS has Tyler Lockett at 86. ESPN's got him at 76. NFL's got him at 74. Yahoo's got him at 49. <laughs> 49. Oh, my goodness, dude. You, I mean, that's like 40 spots ahead of CBS. That's incredible. Oh, geez. I wonder why. I, I, wonder, I wonder why. why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please still draft on Yahoo. It, 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 it pays the bills. Oh, my goodness. That is so great. I love it. No, I love that. Um, my God, way, Deontay good. Johnson, 93rd overall uh, on NFL.com and 63rd on Yahoo. <laughs> Hundredth, he's the one hundredth overall pick on CBS. CBS. Oh my goodness! Hey, you and I think you and Mike Clay must be simpatico, man, because ESPN's got him at sixty-four. Man, you talk about wide variance on a player. I don't know if I've I've seen that really. One hundred on CBS, sixty-four and sixty-three on Yahoo, ninety-three at NFL. Good lord, Uh, that is some serious variance with Deontay Johnson. Um, that's good stuff. I love that. Um, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. What were we even talking about? I have no Drake idea. London. Uh, Drake London. Yes, that's right. Um, that's great. Uh, you know what? Let's move on to Elijah Moore, who golly, I mean, we can't, I can't say enough good things about Elijah Moore. I couldn't, I could not have been more upset with the New York jets for trading away Elijah Moore. Um, and I really truly believe it. I'll, I'll stick, I'll stick by this, man. I think Elijah Moore is going to come out just, firing in 2023. I think he's got some fire in the belly, man. I think he's got a lot to prove. He wants to prove that new, the, the, the jets tenure, um, his short jets tenure was just, you know, all the, the, the negativity surrounding him there. That was just, that's on the jets. That's not on Elijah Moore. Okay. I think he's got a lot to prove and I think he's going to prove it in 2023. I came out on this very program, Matt, and said he's going to have a better season than Amari Cooper. That's my hot take Spicy. for the season. Elijah Moore, better season, statistical season uh, than Amari Cooper. But you've got him ahead of consensus. That's no surprise as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Elijah Moore, uh, excuse me, Amari Cooper was recently talking to the media and said, uh, you know, we're going to be a great tandem together. You know, he, he said, I think about great tandems like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. You know, I think we could be that. Uh, so we way to set the bar wow. high. <laughs> By the wow. Way. Set the <laughs> bar extremely Greatest high. show on turf. One of the best wide receiver duos ever. Yep. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, way to set, way to set the bar high on that one. But uh, yeah, no, I think that just goes to show. Like, I think that this passing offense is going to revolve around these two guys. You know, they still have other players. Like, you know, they have David Njoku, the tight end. Donovan Peoples Jones, a nice role player at receiver. They draft Cedric Tillman. You know, David Bell, they drafted recently. But like, mm-hmm. I really think this passing offense is going to flow through these two guys. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more. I'm interested to see sort of like how the marriage of concepts go here because you know Deshaun Watson was more of like that drop back and and get in the gun and like spread the ball yeah. out and, and spray the ball gotta over go the gun. field and got to go gun imp- baby improvisational but Kevin Stefanski like wants you to get under center and sort of play within the barriers of the offense like very structure heavy so interested to see if Stefanski who is a guy that studied a lot of different backgrounds of offense and is very varied in what he does you know I think there's a chance like that they pull off this marriage here but it is just like it's a little bit oil and water there, so we'll see. But Elijah Moore, I think, is going to be a clear-cut um, – I think he's a clear-cut number two receiver in this offense, maybe a 1B because he can really be that good. You know, his success rate versus man has been really good the last two years. It was really great as a rookie. Like, 
you just don't see guys have rookie seasons like Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. You know that that where they come out and and have those success rates, and then just like fall off the face of the earth. Uh, you know, it's it's very similar to like with Brandon Ayuk last year, right? Where he gets there's he's in the doghouse, all of that stuff. Um, but man, you know, is this a guy that cleared seventy five percent success rate versus man, just like in his rookie year, just like Ayuk, and then comes out and has Ayuk has that big third season. I think Elijah Moore is going to do it, and Elijah Moore is consensus ranked wide or consensus ADP wide receiver fifty. Um, you could do the same thing, by the way, here where yeah, you know, it's it's. If you want Elijah Moore, don't draft on Yahoo. Actually, like you should please <laughs> generally draft on draft on Yahoo because uh, my boss yeah. is wanting you to draft on Yahoo and it pays sure. the bills. Please, please, please yep. do that. But like, if you want to draft Elijah Moore, you better off going to CBS where he's 151st overall 151. player, ESPN 156, what? Uh, NFL, 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 NFL. dot com. What? 227th overall oh player. Oh my god. And uh, on oh on Yahoo, god. 97th overall player. So yeah, Elijah Moore, another guy that like, yeah, if you want these receiver values, don't be going to plan on Yahoo, I guess. But yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore is going to have a big season. Can we we got to get on the horn and talk to our boy Marcus Grant. What is my guy, what is happening? Elijah Moore can't be number 227 on on the .com, bro. Come on, man. Something Marcus something Grant. tells me Marcus on, is homie. not there uh, <laughs> tweaking the ADPs. I don't think that's his his duties anymore. Come on. What's happening? Know what is, but my God. 227 on NFL.com. Come on, guys. I mean, I look, I mean, I, I love him as a sleeper. I'm saying, but 227, that, that means he's not going drafted in spots, dude. Probably what are you talking not, yeah. about? 227? Holy moly, that's incredible. Um, 97 on Yahoo. That's that is that's wide variance right there. That is crazy stuff. Man. Some receivers going ahead of Elijah Moore uh, okay. uh, as the 227th overall player. KJ Osborne, Rasheed Rice, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, DJ Chark. What? Zay Jones? I don't think so. Come on. Come on, guys. What do we do? Come on. What are we doing? Even if you don't believe in the talent, even if you don't think he's talented, just based off of projected volume, what are we talking about? What? What is happening? Uh, I don't believe it. I absolutely do not believe it. I mean, again, I mean, don't be a crazy person like me and say he's going to outproduce, you know, Amari Cooper. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to be that crazy. You don't have to be that insane. Oh, that's okay. I'm just saying, number 227 overall, that's just nuts. Uh, that is nuts. Okay, so there you go. Drake London, Elijah Moore, we both love these guys. We like them above consensus. All right, who's the guy that I'm not going to believe is on here? Who's the guy, man? Talk to me. It's a guy who I was so out on last year uh, at ADP. It's Gabe Davis, bro. I what? Think Gabe Davis, I think Gabe Davis is a pretty good draft pick this year. <laughs> Mind blown. All right, talk me through it. Let me go look at his ADP. I still feel like people are super bullish on Gabe Davis, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, at the time I was started writing this article, he was a consensus-ranked wide receiver 40. Uh, his ADP is as wide receiver 39. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy with some degree of variance. Uh, he goes highest on CBS at 84th overall. ESPN was 121st overall player. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I think with Gabe Davis, look – this happens all the time. It's kind of happening with Cortland Sutton this year too, where uh, people were way too steamed on him last year, and mm-hmm. now they just act like he sucks. 
And Got it. you know the recep- the reception perception profile would show you with both players, but let's stick with Gabe. Now he doesn't suck, okay? He's not a great separator. You know, twenty fourth percentile success rate versus man, twentieth percentile success rate versus zone. But look at where he does win on the route tree: mm-hmm. nine routes, post routes, corner routes, deep out routes. That's pretty much it. He's not going to win short to intermediate. That's not his game, but. There's still no one else to play X receiver on this roster. Okay. They brought in a ton of guys. I mean, Stefan Diggs is primary. Like he plays X, he plays flanker, he plays a little bit both. He's an outside guy. Dalton Kincaid, they draft him at tight end to be a big, big ass like slot receiver. Slot receiver. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Trent Sherfield has played in the slot in camp. Uh, Deontay Hardy, like the speed, interesting. I think Deontay Hardy is kind of interesting, but speed guy to play in the slot. He lined up in the slot with the first team offense in preseason. Khalil Shakir is like their only other guy to play outside. And I Mm -hmm. I think he's probably more of a, of a flanker. So there's really, even though Gabe Davis sort of, I wouldn't even say he had a disappointing last year's season. He had a disappointing season relative to expectations that, uh, fantasy people who don't watch football, uh, had for him last year. (laughs) He still had like a a good season as a big okay. play guy, you know, had some massive moments. He's just not a consistent high volume player. But again, now you can draft him as the wide receiver 40 or 30. I'm ranked as like 36, 35. Uh, you know, I think that he is a guy that can have a bigger seat. Like he's going to have big moments basically. So I am ranked ahead of consensus. I just think it's too big of an overreaction to think like, Oh, he stinks. Cause number one, even if he's not great, he's not going to lose his job either. I don't think there's anybody that he's going to, he's going to cede his starting spot to. So he's the analysis is pretty simple with him. Where, where just like it should have been last year, he's an every down player in a Josh Allen offense that isn't a full field separator. But people drafted that guy as like the wide receiver 15-ish last year, and and now you don't have to. Yeah, now you don't have to. Um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's interesting. You know, and I'll say from a fantasy perspective, too, uh, obviously he had some pop games. You know, he had 171 yards against Pittsburgh, two touchdowns there uh, with three receptions, right? So you're like, oh, man. Um I, I, you know, I need something like that every week. Look, you're not going to get that every week. There's other games where he had 93, six catches, uh, and a touchdown against Minnesota. Okay, fine. So you don't get that every week, but you know, it's not like his other games. It's not like he had a bunch of just backbreaking weeks for yeah, you. Either. Just whatever, you know, they had, he had usable weeks that I think, uh, to your point, Matt, you know, if he's your wide receiver three, if he's your extra flex, that's not bad. That's not, as a matter of fact, isn't he like the perfect flex player? You know, he's yeah. the guy that, you know, again, you just stick him in the flex. You know, he gives you seven to eight points on a, on a regular week. And then every now and again, he's going to pop off for 20 to 30, right? That's yeah. a perfect, perfect profile for a flex player in a 12 team league. Right. It, it's he, Judy, Jerry Judy's kind of the guy this year that I think is that perfect flex player, but he's going way too high, right? I have right. Gabe Davis in the, in the Jerry Judy. I have Gabe Davis in the Jerry Judy tier. I have mm-hmm. Jahan Dotson in this tier, who I really like. I like much better as a player than those two guys, but he's yeah. still the number two on an offense with quarterback questions. But he's probably, but he's a deep ball guy who can win down the field. Mike Evans, I have in this group. Gabe Davis is in this group. George Pickens is in this group of players. Like these are all guys that I think if you if they end up as your three, that's great. You can even draft them kind of as like your four if you go wide receiver heavy. Um, right. And then like yeah, you're just trying to chase their big weeks but you're not asking them to be a consistent two, which is what you would have had to do with Gabe Davis last year. Yeah, correct. Okay, so there you go. Um, Drake Lennon, Elijah Moore, and I can't believe it, 
<laughs> Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis baby. <laughs> <laughs> Three of the 10 wide receivers ranked ahead of consensus. That article can be found on receptionperception.com. When you're hearing this, it can be found right now. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 